keep a secret. Father, son, and house of Gucci. God, I really want to start with a bad <laughs> accent, but I won't. And we're back. <laughs> um, this is Mike, Mike, and Oscar. We're reviewing House of Gucci. The runaway winner for most movie movie in 2021. I am your co-host, Mike One. This is co-host also, Mike. It's a me, a Parmigiano Gucci. Yeah. All right, let's, let's put a couple things on the table. One, that's not offensive because Mike's actually Italian. <laughs> no, I'm offended, and I do think other people should be offended if you're Italian, uh, but it's enjoyable offense that we could take. This is how privileged our lives are. We could take a, 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 a enjoyable out of this level of offense it's like the the green book i mean he's folding a fucking pizza in half and we're just like yeah the that's italian a walking, aspect of that's yeah, a walking the italian meatball. aspect of green book, yeah. the italian aspect of green book not the actual stuff no but the italian aspect of green book is hilarious yeah. and it's a walking talking meatball and this <laughs> silly nonsense person is so much fun i can't wait to talk about it i texted amanda last night and i was like all i want to do is talk about house of gucci she immediately facetimed me (laughs) (laughs) and we talked for like 20 minutes about just the absurdity of this look you've seen a lot of uh reviews already Mm. and a lot of those reviews are like this movie is bad this is ridiculous this is cartoonish this is not a bad movie right this is this is a cartoonish movie, but it's not nearly as cartoonish as I think a lot of outlets have painted it to be. I I disagree with a lot of the criticisms yeah. as well, but I can I could see where they're coming from, and I can I can also appreciate them being the first line of defense right there because they <laughs> went in with these Oscars level expectations, like you they, goddamn suckers, but they got us ready. Yeah, they did. That's right. true. That's they got point. us ready to lower the bar, and ju- and we were kind of in this headspace. We're like, this is going to be a big, fat, gaudy mess. Yes, and yes, we were ready for that. And I think I, at the last second, I had a, a change of heart. I'm like, oh my god, this is going to suck. We're going to hate this. I'm going to hate you. You're going to hate me. <laughs> I, we, we were like, I had I had that moment of anxiety right before the movie started. I was telling you about it. And I'm it so It couldn't glad. have helped that before the lights went down, my last thing I said to you was, I'm leaving this theater pushing Jared Leto for an Oscar. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you, of course, <laughs> fed off of that. Like, you drink my tears in these situations. And, and so it was, it was the perfect, like, last second just lowering of my expectations one more row so then I could enjoy the movie. I could just sit back and enjoy it. I always do this to myself. That said the most fun you've had at a theater this year oh it was a blast it was at a packed house too or at least yeah a packed absolutely back row. Packed. yeah no, there was a i mean the theater was packed with, yeah by the time it was a really <laughs> funny viewing experience mike and i saw this together and when we got there the only people that were there was every seat in the back row everyone <laughs> the rest of the theater was not filled but by the time the movie started it was a packed house and people were laughing there's a lot of feedback from the audience and this is a movie that demands feedback at times uh, so it was a great viewing experience. Uh, let's dive into it even more. If you've not joined us before for an Oscars profile, I guess this is an Oscars profile. I don't know. <laughs> it's a but movie anyway. event as well. Though. Yeah. I mean, we could call it either way. But it's it's a- definitely, it might be the movie event of 2021, quite frankly. It's a film study, but we really didn't study. We just kind of. I kinda- gave this the exact proper <laughs> amount of effort 
that the movie like this demands because I have written nothing. We wore the teacher down, right? The whole semester, (laughs) we wore him down. He knows we didn't study. We just had fun in class. We asked him stupid, asinine questions, and he's at the point where he just gave up. He knows we didn't retain anything, but he doesn't want the specter of like all these D's and C's and F's. That the principal would see at the end of the day. So yeah, that's that, a little, yeah. little hint for all you kids in high school out there. You can also demolish the curve if you don't prepare. <laughs> you, yeah, you could go the other way, but it's risky. Like you all got to be in it together, yeah, right? It's you got to unionize. Um, but anyway, it'll be a non-spoiler section for the first half of this episode. We'll have a spoiler warning. You'll get the spoilers and the twists and turns in the second half. Uh, House of Gucci, sixty-five percent right now on one hundred and nineteen Rotten Tomato critic reviews. It's carrying a seven point two out of 10 on imdb 91 percent audience score on rotten tomatoes uh i don't know what this is going to do box office wise mike have you seen anything i have not i was looking for it before uh we we hit record can't find anything quite yet so i'm rooting for it though let's say that i think this is a fun movie to see over the thanksgiving break with relatives in particular i think they timed it right and especially if, if you hate your family <laughs> yeah but if <laughs> In all seriousness, if you if there's if there's drama within your family, this is cathartic. This is probably a, 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 an easier way to get through that. I would hope <laughs> this is not going to like spark serious conversation. I don't think. But this is like if you have older relatives, like eighties, nineties, if that was their heyday, if mm. some of them wear clothes that you if think your grandfather they, is Al Pacino, yeah, you want to see this movie, right? Yeah. Of course, which mine was, yeah. but yeah, I mean, if you mm-hmm. think they should have retired half their wardrobe already, take right. them to see this movie. They'll yeah. love it. Good call. Good call. Uh, plot premise: When Patrizia Reggiani, an outsider from humble beginnings, marries into the Gucci family, her unbridled ambition begins to unravel their legacy and triggers a reckless spiral of betrayal decadence revenge and ultimately dot 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 murder (laughs) all right so let's jump right into the overall composition here our non-spoiler review this is directed by ridley scott of the last duel this year you know we've reviewed his work uh in the martian black hawk down gladiator thelma and louise whether directly or indirectly on this podcast Right now, Ridley Scott is 14th on Gold Derby. I just did Gold Derby for references. We've been trying to spread around our references of the punditry of late. So just Gold Derby's combined rankings today. Ridley Scott is 14th. So I think he's kind of a floor raiser with this property, Michael. What did, what did you think of the overall composition? It, it worked better than we feared, right? This movie is like, it's, it, it's, the, it's not a biopic. But it's the exact format of a biopic that wants to tell the entire life story instead of just the highlights of someone's life. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so overwrought and overlong and goes in like 18 <laughs> different plot directions. But I will say for this, it's a two and a half hour runtime. I was never bored. <laughs> that's that's the main that's the main requirement at Mike at Mike Mike and Oscar at MMO. That's that's what we. <laughs> That's what we need. And I agree. Even the slowdown scenes had big laughs to them. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. had 
moments where I think we were were both reacting to them. So they knew they had goods to deliver in those slowdown scenes. And then you you mentioned to me during the movie, like, there's a ton of montage in here. You got to be loving this. So much montage. There's so uh, this might have the most scenes too of any movie ever made. Like there's so many daytime to nighttime scenes, and there's just there's a billion scenes in this movie, and some are done in thirty seconds, and just <laughs> we're moving on. I would love to see what a director's cut of this looks like, and also that would have to be a five hour movie. Five hour movie. Give it to yeah. me. I'll watch it. Uh, <laughs> written by Becky Johnston. She's an Oscar nominee from The Prince of Tides. Also writ- written by Roberto Benavegna of The Eel. We've mentioned this and made fun of him for his movie The Eel before. I'm sure it's very good. He got it. He got this on you know uh, out of nowhere. A, a, new, a new talent in screenwriting. Uh, Writer of the eel. Anyway, based he on everything from now on is what I've learned from this. I I think he delivers. I think she delivers. The two that their powers combine uh, deliver us this hatchet job <laughs> <laughs> that is very necessary. They literally uh, accelerate decades of the lives of these two. It's very funny when they're telling me Adam Driver and Gaga are 25. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I love them. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. I would both of them. But 25, come on. They're they're our age. They're our age. They look our age and, and they look they're the best of what our age has to offer. Let's just say, but silliness yeah. personified. Yeah. I agree with all of that. It's it's tough to buy them as uh, as 25-year-olds. It's also tough to buy some of the sex scenes that were shown, one in particular when it's in the trailer. I mean, that's that wasn't sex. That wasn't even cinematic sex. That was just I, somebody picking up a table and slamming it down. I think uh, I think it's a parody of, of sex, or maybe we just don't have enough, <laughs> or we're not having the right kinds because it looked fun as well. They were both having it. And sure. Maybe. I don't sure. know. I'm Ridley open. Ridley Scott's a pervert. My mind is open. Uh, I think... <laughs> House of Gucci as a two and a half hour movie is something we all needed. Like this could have been a 10 episode TV series on FX, like the European crime story spinoff of American crime story. Uh, But like the big picture said today, I'm glad they did not do that. I'm thrilled by what we got because there is narrative propulsion here built in through the script, through the editing, uh, through the direction. And look at this is fashion Scarface. Uh, this is Bagfellas. <laughs> this is the Godfather. <laughs> the God Godfather. I don't, I don't know. This is one of those movies where I'm going to remember the Gaga version of all the 80s and 90s movies that we grew up on, right? I mean, I just yeah. I just think this is a sweet spot for us. And maybe there's there's people who will thumbs up or thumbs down this movie. It's just binary. Maybe they're at that point. But if I'm I'm totally a thumbs up, though. I, I think part of what makes this movie so amazing in our eyes is the fact that, like, we thought this was going to be campier mm-hmm. than it was, but it takes itself ultra seriously. But these characters are so beyond any, like, some of them, I mean, not all of them, but some of them are just so beyond anything that, like, we would. Even you, you come from a huge Italian family. Did, did, <laughs> did the majority of these people remind you of your family members at all? No. <laughs> not at all. Yes. I'm so, not trying to insult anyone, no. but <laughs> like, 
like, I don't think people like this must exist, but we've never seen them. This is a parody of a parody of a satire. This is a like this is like someone who watched The Sopranos and the killing of Gianni, Gianni Versace and wanted to. Yeah, this is this is. Like Jared Leto just walking into in the room going, A Gucci bachi bola pizza. A regatoni bachi bola pizza. I mean, this is silly. It's just silliness. And I don't care that it's a tonal and right. structural mess because it's so much fun. It's Jared Leto basically pissing off Al Pacino to the whole for the whole movie until Al Pacino just yells. It's it's <laughs> It's something where a group of millionaires, it's it's stunning that like millionaires came together and billionaires okayed this and they all were like, yes, this is our Oscar moment. I hope it makes them a boatload of money. Well, that's the Me thing too. right now. Me too. We think it kind of worked. It worked as a movie. That's all we know, right? We're just yeah. fresh off the first viewing and I think we enjoyed some of it ironically. Like I was oh, going yeah. We totally did, right? So yeah. there's some of that as well. Uh, but I think we could study this movie further and into the future. That's why I'm hoping it gets nominated because I kind of want to hate watch this movie as well. I want to enjoy this movie <laughs> from all of all of its ironic, good, bad, deliciousness because I think that's going to be there. I think if you actually break down some of these scenes, it's I can't you know the audacity of what they tried to pull off. I think they were almost trying to be satirical. With you know, especially Jared Leto, right? I mean, he can't go into this thinking that that, that person can't exist. Walking, talking piece that of chicken parmesan person. exists. It makes no sense. <laughs> but it's just ridiculous. It's just a ridiculous thing. It's a, it's just a pizza freak. <laughs> In uh, Gucci shoes, it's, it's uh, silly. So, I, I give a lot of credit to the editor Claire Simpson. It's probably my num my number one of the composition categories. It's tenth on Gold Derby right now. She's an Oscar winner from Platoon, and she did God's work with the editing of House of Gucci. Oh my God! Talking. <laughs> Uh, best picture, oh, Mike. God. Best, yeah. I mean, you're just, we're just gonna giggle through this whole thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, best I'm picture, sorry, I'm gone. House of Gucci is eleventh right now on best picture uh, rankings. Look, this is what I said to you. I'm dead serious about this. I, we get Belfast or a version of Belfast mm -hmm. two or three times a year. We get a House of Gucci once every decade. <laughs> like <laughs> the. the I, Belfast was fine. It was a better overall movie, obviously, than House of Gucci, but th this should be celebrated in its own right. I am not at all offended that this is on the perimeter or on the cusp of Best Picture nomination. It is this overly ambitious, gaudy, overacted, underplotted somehow. It's got so much plot, but it's underplotted. It's a, yeah, it, yeah, it will underdevelop plots. It's a melodrama. It's yeah. a big, dripping disgusting, wonderful you know what melodrama. It is? You know what it is? It's a daytime soap opera yeah. given like a sepia lens. And you get to watch, as Amanda Dahman says, all of these movie stars just swan around half the movie and then the other time they're just chewing scenery to, 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 to cud like those cows yeah. in the film. Yeah. They're strutting and flaunting and then they're going off on one another in these slowdown scenes and I love it. 
I wonder too if, and this is part of what you were saying. We can go back and study it if it does get up to Oscars. Like, I wonder if Ridley Scott is purposefully like taking a, a crack at nostalgia or like the yeah. bygone era of when he was at his the peak of his powers because it's obviously based in the eighties and it's all excess and largesse and gaudiness. I wonder if there's like a commentary from him in the subtext too with it. Like, there's there is stuff here. It's a, again, it is the most movie of any movie you've seen this year. There's so much here that that must be something to study i got a lot of respect for a guy who gets that rich and famous and then he makes movies last couple all the money in the world in this one about these hollow rich and famous people mm. and i, I just i think there's a lot of uh self-reflection there you can, i mean you can't help it right i mean so you, I, I think that's cool of him and I, I i just respect that so all right well let's dive into these performances a little more before we get into spoilers gaga Sixth on Gold Derby's combined rankings. Is she on the outside looking in? I think in terms of ranking the performances, hers is easily the best of the film. It's also the most. And unfortunately, I think the story hangs her out to dry because each of these scenes kind of work in a vacuum in the movie that should have been. But much like Jennifer Hudson... Like, the mm. storytelling in the screenplay, there are such breakneck turns. <laughs> yeah, that's especially for Adam Driver's character, I would say. Right, I, Why? I feel like Gaga is the most developed. Like, you at least understand where her character takes twists and turns and to why a degree, her character. To a degree, but I'm also, yeah. like, I'm also chasing it. I'm like, sure. I, to the point where I had to do a <laughs> You're chasing everything. We're chasing everything. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's... That should be understood and, and like said without being said for every aspect of this film is that it's just it's part of the charm of it, I guess. Part of the reason we're having so much fun with it is that we have we are beside ourselves yeah. with the characters and the plot and all of that. But to that extent, I think Gaga was the best developed character, at least. And she's a fine enough actress. Like she does go toe to toe with Pacino in scenes. She's able to keep up with Adam Driver in scenes. Uh, again, I have no idea what to do with an over-under on that. Like, you could tell me this is going to be six Oscar noms. You could tell me this is going to be a, a Razzie runaway. I'd <laughs> yeah, either way. zero. Yeah, you just ignored. I, I don't know either because it came from such a spot where it was uh, a, a movie in everybody's top tier. You know, everybody mm. had it in terms of right. its prediction. So now does it get that backlash? And it sure. gets out of everybody's fives and tens and everybody just gets mad at it to where some of the production values that we'll talk about that probably should be there on any Oscars year, they get ignored or or like you're saying, do some holdouts and some people blame areas of the film and then celebrate others. I, I don't know how it's going to work. I do think if they stay with a performance they should stay with gaga now i think based on this next and <laughs> and based on this next <laughs> factoid that jared leto as paolo gucci is second on gold derby's combined rankings rankings i hope they're just a little late factoring in the adjustments <laughs> to people's projections going forward look i enjoyed the hell out of jared leto's performance now he should not be nominated for anything <laughs> nothing not a razzie but not an oscar nothing no nominations whatsoever i will say i i want to experience the world through the eyes of people who want to nominate him as like a best of the year i want the world i want to be john malkovich 
<laughs> your experience with this, if this is your best performance, best supporting actor performance of the year. I want to exist well, that way. Let me describe what the world looks like then. Because, <laughs> <laughs> look, he he's a he's a comic book character. Yeah. Uh, he is ridiculous. I don't think the accent was that bad. I don't think it's that ridiculous. I, 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 like, he at least acted the part that that character should be. And, like, he went to, like, a 12 out of 10 with that guy. Uh-huh. I can understand people who needed him as the comic relief that he was for this movie that was dying for comic relief at times. Like, you are dying... Could you imagine this movie without his character in it? And, like, how much worse it would have been? Because at least he gives you an outlet for when you're supposed to properly laugh at this movie. Yes, no, I totally agree with you. He saves this movie... And if you, you're, I guess if you're totally against his performance and you want to have just a serious, you know, cr- right. true crime exactly. experience with this movie, then you're really gonna hate him. You're in a lot of trouble here. Yeah, I exactly. So I like if from that lens. If you're surprised at how funny House of Gucci is, then I think you're gonna give a lot of that credit to Jared Leto. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not laughing at him like he's a bad actor. It's just so. Incongruous, incongruous. It's the first ever performance of this type we've ever seen. Him, (laughs) him, and Al Pacino are these Muppets. (laughs) They are these. They're not acting with the rest of this cast. It is hilarious. I mean, he's he's a cartoon chicken parmesan. Yeah, and Al Pacino then sees him acting like a cartoon chicken parmesan the whole movie, and doesn't get his revenge until the end. I just, but but you, I mean, your argument is preposterous though in terms of his Oscar standing. Like the fact that it could have been more ridiculous or I didn't hate it as much or that this makeup doesn't look so bad that it takes me out of the movie. And it actually, you know, it makes me laugh ironically throughout. That is not an Oscars (laughs) argument. Like he should be nominated for nothing. That being said, I kind of want him to be nominated because I want a straight up villain. Yeah, the five. Well, who's also who's taking hold of a supporting actor right now? Nobody. Like we're waiting for Power of the Dog at this point, aren't we? And and if if Cody Smith McPhee is that good, then he can do it. If Jesse Plemons is that good, then he can do it. But otherwise, you're, I don't know what what we're. This is a wide. This might be the most wide open category. Probably. If that's the case. Yeah, man. Sure. Have Jared Leto show up because just to see his what they're gonna pick for the Oscar scene and the nominations are announced. I, can you imagine taking a performance like Jason Isaacs and putting it up against Jared Leto's from House of Gucci, or Paolo Gucci? Oh my god! Or the ima- seriousness of Robin DeJesus from Tick Tick Boom? Oh, the, the, the Oscar <laughs> clips! Give me the clips back! I want to see back to back clips of like these thespians. Mm-hmm. And then this fucking nonsense. I'll tell you what, that hypothetical is why I'm into the Oscars in the first place. I want to fly like a (laughs) pigeon. I wanted that to be his Oscars quote. (laughs) You have have that scene and then you follow it up with Bradley Cooper from Licorice Pizza smashing the windows of the car door. And then it's like, if you look at that from 3,000 feet away, you realize how ridiculous all of this is. Like, all of this is. But that's the thing. Like, if this is just going to be, all right, F it, we're just going to nominate all this cool shit we like. 
And the academy, if the, if the academy's at that stage, which I thought they might have been last year, where they're just going to say, screw it, and it's the pandemic, we've been, you know, life has sucked, we don't care, just nominate this stuff, I like it. I yeah, you know what it. this could be? This season of Survivor, right? Like, mm-hmm. Jeff Probst came out at the beginning of the season of Survivor and was like, look, it's the pandemic, we had to take a year off, we just want to have fun. Exactly. So we're just going to throw... Every fucking twist and turn, and it, it's been a nonsense season. It's been captivating as hell. It's been awesome to watch, but they've just been doing shit to do shit's sake. That if that's what I, you can totally see coming out of a pandemic and coming out of the last two years of bullshit we've all had to deal with. <laughs> like, why not? Let's just have fun. And you can't tell me people won't watch the Oscars if this fucking performance is nominated. <laughs> the more Gucci, the better for the Oscars as a brand, as yes. an academy, as a moneymaker. Yes. ABC is desperate for Gucci nominations, mm-hmm. I will say. But all right. Adam Driver as Mauricio Gucci is probably the most technically sound performance of the film. He's also the most subdued. Uh, he gets mm, a breakneck turn. Yeah, I mean, he t- he turns on a dime too. Like all, all of a sudden we're on a honeymoon with his character and then He's- boom. Yeah, his his turn makes the least sense. It's the least thought out and the least like spelled out for us to me anyway. I didn't understand. I don't think he should be anywhere near. Like in terms of who the script most assassinates, I think yeah. it's his character. And that's I don't know if it's his fault as much. But then again, it may not be. I agree. I will say though, I'm not. I'm. I don't want to spoil any of the real stuff. Like go and investigate this story. And enjoy yourself. There are books. There are true crime podcasts. There. That's what I did this morning. A couple true crime podcasts, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm. And I'll let everybody do that. So I'm not going to spoil anything. I will say this though. It's it's a you know there's there's more to that character. <laughs> there's a lot more. Who and, had the best accent? Well, he's probably doing the most authentic accent, but it's still kind of silly. They're all just silly. Like she, that accent is so weird coming out of Adam Driver's face. I it feel is like. weird because he's done other accents, and and recently he's in like ten movies this year, and she's doing this kind of like Italian accent mixed with like Count Chocula. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta stop. Can I tell you, Amanda had a actually really good point that I you would never think about unless you were an actress or at least going through acting classes. She was yeah. like, I feel like the runtime could have been a lot shorter because Lady Gaga you could tell there were pauses between her sentences because what actors need to do sometimes is they can find the emotion, but if they have to find the emotion with an accent, they need to like reset themselves and prepare each line. So there were so long pauses between Lady Gaga's lines of dialogue because I felt like she was trying to match the accent with the emotion. I was like, oh, that's a really good point. And I wonder if that's at all true. I have no idea, but I that's all that's to say I didn't, yeah, they're over the top, but they're fine. Like, they at least didn't lose them. You at least weren't going in and out of accents the entire movie, which was one of my big fears and one of the things I despise most when accents are used. Again, you know, just because this isn't Black Hat right. yes. from yes. Michael You're Mann right. with right. Chris Hemsworth <laughs> right. confused, right. Yeah. that doesn't You're make right. it good necessarily. You're absolutely right. But, you no, I, I agree. It, it, it was consistent for the most part in terms of the nonsense. I just, uh, yeah, I, I'm fine with it. And look, I love Al Pacino so much. I love Salma Hayek so much. She's making me laugh as Pina. I wish she was in it so much more. Uh, Jeremy Irons has a delicious scene next to Jared Leto that I was a fan of. And I thought Jack Houston 
as Demencio Soul, the, the lawyer, he was badass in this. He was cool. I mean, he looked slick. And coming off of uh, Boardwalk Empire, where he was so awkward and brutally sheepish mm. as that hitman with you know ha- no face, half his face blown off from the war, and mm. then he's this wacky, manic cop corrupt cop and fargo those are the last two things i've seen jack houston in or the last big things that i remember him for i think he's shown up in a couple different things but he was cool as hell he was slick this movie is always sunny this this is just a group of people who are all out for themselves the more i think about this these are just the worst people in the world the worst uh they're just (laughs) salma hayek i mean salma hayek is hilarious in this because she's just she's she's great yeah taking a mud bath oh she's making me laugh really do it when we come back from the caimans (laughs) exactly uh you have you have a list on imdb of italian actors and charlie day was actually the like because i'm i'm like last night i'm like wait a minute there had to have been? been a better idea than to just dress jared leto in a fat suit there had to have been somebody. And let me tell you, there was not. <laughs> there really was not. Because, like, whatever for whatever reason, like, Armand Asante too old. Like, though, this role would have went to an Armand Asante. Like, there's so, mm. like, the Italian golden age of character actors, of over-the-top Italian male actors, is past us a little bit. So now, now we're getting taken a little more seriously. John Magaro and the you know the, the list, Zachary Quinto, and the list goes on. Where it they, it, it might have hurt their career if they tried to do something over the top like Jared Leto did here. What yeah. if they had Robert De Niro <laughs> being <laughs> Al Pacino's son with that makeup on? Yeah, I, they, 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 if if uh, Scorsese was doing this, he would have done that. No, but I think the two names that came to my mind were Sebastian Maniscalco, he's a comedian, and Charlie Day, off of this list of three hundred actors. So that's all. That was my best guess as a recast. I don't think I don't think anyone would have been. I certainly wouldn't have been able. I, not that I took Jared Leto serious. I wouldn't have been able to take Charlie Day seriously in that role. Right. If if Jared Leto took this seriously yeah this movie might have been doomed yeah i agree i i and that's why he's gonna win supporting actor (laughs) (laughs) all right let's production values will go quick we've kind of talked about them throughout here the greatest 80s party ever thrown the sound this production uh the soundtrack is my favorite i cannot wait to listen to it on loop i'm angry that there's no song list this morning ridley scott must have seen Paul Thomas Anderson and Quentin Tarantino films before before this movie, and was just like, "Oh, that's that's how you score a movie." One banger after the next. There's yes, there, it's incredible soundtrack, but there is a song in every goddamn scene. I love I mean, it. I'm so there's grateful. There's so for much it. music. It kind of takes away from the powerful scene. Like every good, uh, the I powerful feel... scenes don't work. So good, put up great song. I feel to love it. and heart of glass should have been your like crescendo scenes in this movie because you set them up that way with the trailers. Yeah. But I like they meant nothing. Like, I feel love. I was kind of into. I even turned. Here, I was like, "Fuck yeah, here we go." <laughs> yeah. But like you know, it, it, it's it's watered down when you have a '80s banger setting up every scene in the movie. I I agree, but I also <laughs> but you don't care. I don't care. I'm, right. I'm grateful, and that's why that's exactly how I feel about Jared Leto. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't blame you're you. You're right, I, but I don't give a shit. I you're right. Go fuck yourself. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. that. Yeah. If you don't like this exactly. movie, 
get out of here. Get the hell out of here. All right. Cinematography. Darius Wolski, nom- nominee from last year. News of the World. Uh, he also did The Martian and Prometheus. 12th on Gold Derby right now. I just love the filters on a Ridley Scott, Tony Scott film. Yeah. Whatever it is. I, like, I don't know what color that is. I haven't had to paint the house. <laughs> in a you know, I don't look for. I don't care. Is that bone? Is that chic? I don't know what that color is. But whatever it is, that filter works. You know when you see a Scott Brothers film. I agree. Agree with all of that. Is that does that do enough to bring it up to cinematography in the no. Oscars? I don't no. know. I don't think so. Production design was pretty damn good, though. We have Oscar nom Arthur Max from. The Martian American hit Gangster and Gladiator. Art director Christina Honori, two-time Emmy winner from Rome. Set direct decoration Letizia Santucci. She deserves to be in this movie with a name like that. Emmy yes. nominee Mozart in the Jungle. 16th on production design. Though. Why didn't people That's offensive to me. The, pro- yeah. the sets on this. Because it's, I mean, it's not like a $100 million budget. Like, they're out there in the wilderness of elitism and this, giving us all this visual uh, goods uh, you can't how can why is how is this different from the favorite or so you know like something like land like it's different from yes, the favorite because it's a hundred settings it's not just the one that we that's a good point that's a really so good more. point like this everything looked so beautiful like this if is, you're talking about the family of gucci everything's got to be gaudy and over the top and chic and, and everything was this is like a fashion bond movie yeah. of of the, the number of I mean, they're globe trotting i i love the uh this the sets. Sh- like in all seriousness taking away how much fun we had with this movie production design should be oscar nominated so should, so should costumes i think i think those two production design and costume design yeah and costume design is getting the credit second on gold derby right now i think mm-hmm. people will go into the quantity of quality fashion here. I mean, this is probably the most bankable nomination that we could yeah, I would we agree. could tab at this point. Uh, makeup and hairstyling, I, I'm a hard no. How dare you? <laughs> However, How dare you, sir? <laughs> well, you, you agree with the people. It's third on awards watch right now. Uh, I believe it was up there on Next Best Picture and Clayton. I, I didn't reference them again for this. I but. wonder if we're getting to like this golden age now where if you have a movie set in the 80s, you're going to be a lock for makeup and hair. Uh, consideration at the Oscars just because we're all like every, everyone lived through that and all now all the people all the older editors those are the, their party years and stuff you know what I mean so if you can just mimic what was going on in the clubs in that era you have like that nostalgia vote built in for you but this may, this will make me a little angry if it does get nominated and here's why because it's such a unique bunch of makeup and hair right I mean, like you're saying, yes. it's, it's 80s and 90s, but this is a unique <laughs> corner of the 80s and 90s. Yes. Like, why Dol- does that offend you? No, it offends me because Dolomite is my name was the same kind oh, of uniqueness, sure. right? Yeah, and it, it I just, agree. I, we, loved the, we loved all of the, uh, the looks of Dolomite is my name, but Eddie Murphy didn't play another yeah. silly character right. in it like Jared Leto plays here. I Listen, I he mean, didn't go t- you can talk about costumes. You could say costumes are the exact same thing. I mean, it's ridiculous. You're absolutely right. And the, again, I brought it up for Belfast. It's worth mentioning in this movie, too. So white. The whitest movie. The whitest. I mean, no minorities to be seen for as far as the eye can see. And this is issues. And what you're talking about there with the comparison to Dolomite, it's a, it's an institutional issue. You're absolutely right, and it's absolutely worth highlighting. And if you're going to be offended by that Gucci's success, you know, why is this better than Dolomite in that way? It's absolutely not. No way. Absolutely not. So that's the thing. Like, I could see this. 
I could see this movie getting beat out, just straight up beat out by bo- more boring movies, <laughs> by movies, uh, you know, that just that they're more art house, mm-hmm. and that this is this is my guess. So in terms of an Oscar lens, I'm gonna guess this gets, you know, I would put like two and a half as my over under, and I I'm, I'm not even thinking production design. I'm, I'm fearing Jared Leto and also hoping for him, but I, I'm thinking either. Gaga or Leto are going to get in. I think costumes, but I, m- really the two that I think are, I think are uh, makeup and hair and costumes. That's my guess. And then uh, so your third you have one, you have makeup and hair. If yeah. you have costumes, if Jared Leto does get in, <laughs> this is the best picture nom, isn't it? No, it should. Acting, happen. Listen, I mean, listen, maybe, listen, listen, listen. The, the acting flat branch, the acting branch, the costume branch. <laughs> The makeup and hairstyling branch. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) If it picks off something else, yeah. I mean, we always thought it would be. But here's the the question. This next week, and we're going to have to rely on our fans here. Let us know what you guys think of House of Gucci. Let us know. Because that this is the fun of this movie. Like, it is so ridiculous <laughs> to think that this could be like a t- like we thought a week ago this is a 10 uh, two weeks ago yeah. 10 nominee movie yeah. Yeah. like this was supposed to be a front runner I f- so i feel like if you like us right if you listen to us because you enjoy our state like there's no way you don't like house of gucci hopefully you enjoyed us enjoying this movie at the very <laughs> least and if you don't enjoy the movie yourselves then I, I I could see that happening, but all right. I, I think like if I, if I'm the Academy, costume design, production design, like you said, nothing else. Put Jared Leto in there. Just put him in there. Let's just have fun. Put it three and a half it. for my over under. I get it. All right. Well, we covered a lot of ground, but we do we got some, a few more things for spoilers here. Spoilers ahead. This is a spoiler warning. This is the spoiler section for the Oscars profile question mark uh, movie event review of the movie House of Gucci brought to you by Mike Mike and Oscar. Uh, If you've not seen the movie yet, may God have mercy on your soul. Hit pause (laughs) on us. Go to your theater. Go check it out. We'll be here waiting for you when you come back to hit play. If you've seen the movie already, uh, this is where you want to be. All spoilers, all twists and turns. Look, if we did a full spoiler section for this movie, the spoiler section would take three and a half days. Yeah. So let's talk about some highlights, some lowlights with House of Gucci, and uh, let's just do this as efficiently as we can. Well, I, I will say this. Act one is so much fun. My God, did we start <laughs> off with a bang. We're, we're at that party. I just, I'm so grateful we didn't have, like, the history of the House of Gucci. Yeah. And we didn't have the guy who's the co- working at the coat. Rec, uh, coat Guccino rack. Gucci or uh, whatever the Patriots Guccino Gucci yes yeah. we don't yeah. need him we'll start right with Gaga <laughs> and Adam Driver <laughs> we'll start with them uh, and their meet cute which was fun and then great songs and thank you just thank you for this act one like it's just such a honeymoon and it's there. you have to you, there's no way to transition none there's no way to transition <laughs> from this joyousness into act two i don't even know what the acts were in this movie to be honest i i'm I'm dead serious i have no idea where one act ends and another one begins like you would think that like after he loses all of his inheritance and the father disowns him we Mm -hmm. would stop having fun that would be a lull right right but no he he's immediately 
having, you know, these are the best years of my life. Yeah, these are the, he's having these water fights with hoses and all these new friends that he immediately What a makes. scene that is, by the way. Like they took that from Zoolander. Anybody could have gotten hurt in that freak gasoline fight. The first day on the job, he and this guy who are watering down this 18-wheeler are going to start like just having a wet t-shirt contest with one another. I was waiting for like the slow-mo and she's my cherry pie to start playing. Then they, then they go have sex like a couple of yeah. badgers. Yeah. They're just like, gah, 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 gah. And, and the funniest thing, ah! I haven't so much fun at that point. I'm like, this is, I just, I can't get enough of this movie. I'm loving that. <laughs> So, I mean, when they, I was actually a little sad when Al Pacino finally sits them down and, like, after they come back into the field. Because it's one thing after another. They go to the farm. There's the party. We'll talk about the party of best scenes. One great sequence after another. And then, all of a sudden, Al Pacino's like, all right, you're in the fold. Neither of you know nothing. <laughs> Who cares about these knock knockoffs? You're idiots. We can mass produce other lower priced items because of these knockoffs. You're idiots. Follow <laughs> orders. Shut up. Nothing's gonna go the way you want it anymore. And that's what he does to him. And then the movie takes a tonal shift. Good God. Speaking of tonal shifts, we're not there yet. But why does Adam Driver just suddenly decide to go along with Patrizia's plan after questioning her and like, what's your game here? Yeah, you would think he would have more issues with that. Uh, now, this this uh, kind of yada yadas decades of their life together, <laughs> like two decades. It's like two decades, almost two decades of them working for the company, of mm -hmm. her being heavily involved with the decision making <laughs> and him. And I, I don't want to spoil all of that because it is kind of fun to research and listen to and et cetera, read a book about. I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to enjoy the audiobook, I think. So I, I want to know what happens there. Uh, the Yeah, the, for them to go essentially with. Uh, him resenting her for the coup and fighting dirty and, and alienating him from his family. Who and then was... he becomes the biggest part of the coup. Yeah, no, it totally works. Well, that's why this movie is enjoyable because it's the dramatic irony is simple to understand. And I loved every second of it at the end. So that, I mean, I guess we could jump to the end here, but I think, I think the fact that he realizes she was right all along after he just rids himself of her hangs her out to dry yeah. hangs her out to dry alienates her and it's terrible but he didn't character assassinate himself as much as the real guy did in real life uh, okay. but but she doesn't have any violent tendencies so for her to go from there's no there's no character development in certain there's no character development in why adam driver goes from what's your game here patrizia to hey just use me as a pawn there's no character development for him to go from hey use me as a pawn to hey fuck you you made me turn against my family when that was the inception of this plan in the first place and he knew that about right her. there's no character development from her to go from oh my god please take me back to how dare you want a divorce to well what if i just kill him i'm yeah. just gonna kill him <laughs> We're, we're, we're stabbing voodoo dolls, me and Pina, and then we're going to go from that, you know, with this, you know, just 
excess of a mud bath. Just right. and, and Pina's loving it. This is Pina's dream. Oh, as yeah. a, as that's a the best part, and that's why I say everyone's in this for themselves because every single character is just seeing what they can get out of themselves and use other people for at their disposal. That Pina character is beautiful. She's doing exactly to Patrizia what Patrizia is trying to do to the Gucci family. Exactly, and, and Patrizia is just blind to it. It's hilarious. So yeah, I, they yada yada quite a bit with Pina there because Pina probably wants to milk that so much longer, and it's a oh, yeah. joke preceding the revelation in the scene where she's like. Let's go to the Caymans first in the drawer. <laughs> yeah, she's just trying to stall. And and then she's like, oh, okay, I'll go right to my hitman co- idiot cousins. <laughs> Give me a break. Give me a break that that's where you go. But I don't care because I'm ready for it at that time in the movie. I know it's coming because it's the first prologue of the damn thing. We know it's a murder plot. Right. Uh, so I, I appreciate this movie doesn't give us any of the bullshit. Like, all right, this just ravels, unravels out of control. We're going to stick to the dramatic irony of him realizing she was right all along, and then she has him killed. <laughs> and <laughs> immediately, you would think, after. this is this is a point Amanda made too. Like this movie tries to make everything the biggest moment in the movie. Like it tries to make this movie about the murder, but also it tries to make this movie about uh, Maurizio's power play. But also this tries to, it tries to make this movie all about Patrizia uh, kind of poisoning Maurizio's mind. But also like there's, there's not 17 plots. There's 17 plots that this movie wants you to think is the most important thing about the movie. It doesn't use any plot devices. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> like, there's no means to an end here. There's only ends. <laughs> it's ends, and it's a montage of ends. Like, it's the montage of uh, of uh, payoff scenes yeah. without the setups. And, I, again, I'm kind of grateful for it because I don't want all that other nonsense. I'd rather it fits than... the personalities of the characters yeah. we're being forced to watch for two and a half hours. I'd rather study that shoe with the gold leaf on the bottom twice than right. you taking the time to explain to me... <laughs> All of what happened right. uh, between these two. Anyway, so that's what I'm, I think the musical goods, the fashion goods, like the Tom Ford anecdote with that. I, that was great. I loved it. I, I love the uh, and I love the whole movie stars being movie stars thing, Mike. I mean, you you don't get performances like this in the ensemble age of Hollywood that we're currently living in. You do get performances that are less uh, co- get or that are more cohesive. These are not cohesive performances. Like you and don't. That's see- one of the. It's one of the big criticisms I've seen too. Is that like these actors feel like they're acting in different movies? They are. They yeah, are, and I'm they fine are. with it because right. they're all getting theirs. <laughs> right. I don't think that's a negative. <laughs> this is a basketball team where. They don't get four passes like Hoosiers <laughs> before they shoot. They they get the ball, they shoot. And I I, I, I appreciate it. And, and sometimes you make the playoffs, you know? Like if so you're good you shooters like that, sometimes the ball goes in. Gaga's a great actress. She didn't need the songs. She didn't yeah. need to sing. She didn't need any of that. She's a great actress in her own right. The scenes don't cut together, but I don't care. It's, just, <laughs> I was gonna say, it's a shame she's forced to play every emotion. Every emotion in back to back scenes, but I don't care. It's fun. Uh, Al Pacino's birthday party. Like, we saw all of these idiots roughhousing on the lawn. That's so 
fucking hilarious. We saw it in the trailers, and it was even funnier in this movie. Like, cause it's it, a rugby game where grown men aren't playing rugby; they're just having fights. It's just straight up fights, and it reminded me of every party I'd ever had with my family <laughs> growing up. Because definitely one side of the family was the roughhousing side, and uh-huh. I had I had five male cousins, and they had all their friends. They would fight all their friends over every time, and whatever we played, whether it was wiffle ball. <laughs> Or basketball, it would turn into rugby. It would turn into rugby, and it was great. And I was one of the older ones, so I would be I would be whooping ass. My ego was out of control coming out of those parties. I was the one coming out of the giant pile of bodies because I'm one of the oldest cousins. It was great. I loved every second of it. Uh, so, and to see that in a grown-ass man setting with this level of fashion like the pink pants they're wearing pink pants and they all got the cufflinks and they're fist fighting on the lawn and they do this weird thing in that scene too where like adam driver is supposed to be this star athlete like he's he's a it takes like three or four men to stop him and bring him down what game are they playing is it just kill the carrier i have I think that was just fist fight. I think the game was punch me. It was well, the game. <laughs> that's I, the thing. At the end of a ga- a basketball tournament that you play at these family parties, it just you just if you get mad enough at the other person, like <laughs> no, we're playing kill the carrier now. Let's go. <laughs> there was there was somebody had the ball and was running with it, and then the, on the side of the shot, there were just two guys squaring up with their fists. <laughs> I'm just realizing now what was going on. Yeah, I'm just realizing now. Like I was a party bully in those days. (laughs) Terrible person. I was like, I have terrible origins. Kids are awful. I was awful. And it's like all of this is being treated as just the most serious shit in the world. It's like if this had the campiness or like the lack Mm -hmm. of self awareness of of like a sleepaway camp. You know what I mean? Like that'd be one thing, but this is being treated as the Oscars movie that everyone thought it was going to be by the characters within this movie. I don't know what that does for the movie, but it, 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 you can't look away. Well, that's why the Paolo and Aldo reconciling was one of the best sequences of the year. First of all, the audacity of him just happening upon his father while he's at he's at a payphone and his father just walks by and he's just complaining i'm sure he improvised it whatever he said whatever he said it was funny then they you get back to his apartment and you see how a person this cartoonish lives when they're at rock bottom so i i could see them saying to themselves all right let's have a uh Kramer versus Kramer moment between father and son where they do all these chores around the house <laughs> and they have this montage of Paolo telling his dad everything in just idiotic pantomime. It's just, I, I want the deleted scenes of that. <laughs> just fucking idiot boy pantomime. Just a lot. Of, and then he did this and then he did that. I just hated it because as an and Italian. And by the way, Al Pacino able to get over that real quick. You're an idiot, but you're my idiot. Like, you ruined me. My life is over, both but, physically and mentally, but come here. The, the fa- my favorite part of the whole movie is Al Pacino's putting up with Jared Leto going off mm-hmm. and just being louder in every scene and being the performance that he usually likes to be. Right. And he's an old, and he's done with it, and he's actually been in you know some movies where he's playing characters the last few years, and he's he's getting back to his roots of you know being a great character actor. Never mind, just the cartoon. You know, he played a kind of cartoonish 
parody of himself for a while. Right. Uh, probably after his scent of a woman win, I would say, in many mm-hmm. cases. And then he just has enough. <laughs> he has enough. And his son, Paolo character, tells him tells him that he sold the shares. And Pacino lets out a... That was was the built-up agony of 15 years of mediocre roles. (laughs) Upstaging Jared Leto brought it. It was the last straw. It was the last (laughs) straw in that moment. I I loved it so much. I want to watch this movie immediately again. I do. I love this movie. Like, I'm sure there are words. Like, we could talk about more worse scenes, right? I mean, they're in there. There's some. You could say the entire movie is a war. Like, if you take it seriously, if you take it as seriously as the characters want you to take it, this movie doesn't work. I swear to God, if Jared Leto's character isn't in this movie, I don't think this movie works. No, I'm just. We are neglecting our duties as movie critics right now because we probably should tell people it's not as fun as it was, but because of where our headspace right. is Right. That's what I said. Like, if you like the our approach to movies generally, right. I think you're going to find the entertainment in this. If you're looking for a serious Oscars contender, like a lot of the, our, our cohorts here have said, it's, this is not it. This is not for you. Right. But this is not the room either is what I'm saying. Like, it's yeah. not like back to back to back to back camp like you're like you keep referencing it's not no it's not it's not at all no right there there's there's actual movements of the film that make sense and work the problem is it's very disjointed and it's episodic and one episode doesn't really mesh with the other but you're brought back every time they suck they pull you back in (laughs) but every time they bring you back with like jared leto doing something stupid and silly so i'm in that scene where they can't find the car in the parking garage and then Al Pacino finds uh, the car, that was maybe the most unnecessary scene in cinema history. They, what they, did that scene prove? They were just at the car the whole time. <laughs> like, they, they could have talked about how they couldn't find the car while they were washing dishes. Like, I we think, didn't need to see. <laughs> I think he watched the episode of The Sopranos, The Pine Barrens or something. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher and, and uh, Paulie got lost. I think he just wanted to do a little glimpse of that. That's what the th- that's what this is. This is not like authentic Italian stuff. This is just I watched all of these Italian movies and the Italian pop culture. And I'm gonna parody that. So again, I you know I could if I live in that headspace, then I get aggravated with this movie. But all right, I, I so how do you even grade this? Thing? I was again, just gonna ask you that exact question. Where like do you even like we're coming off a high of enjoying the movie last night together. Uh, we, we had a blast preparing this episode and, you know, again, we neglected all of our duties in recording this show. <laughs> this is so much better than Belfast. This is such a better watch than Belfast. This should win. No. Just give this best picture. I Just don't. give this best picture. Oh, well, that's the thing. Like we gotta be, we gotta be, uh, wet blankets to, to like all these other movies more. Yeah. Yeah, we do. No, you can't <laughs> That's corner the problem me with the that. Oscars. <laughs> you can't corner me into that. That's the problem with the Oscars in general, man. Well, that I get. That's probably why the Academy's like, well, let's do a popular film. Just let's put, you know, again, the, the, I understood why they were going that route. They were trying to change, you know, the Independent Film Achievement Awards version of the Oscars that we've been getting lately, which is, I think, still is. 
But fun at the movie should uh, like yeah. yeah. We're not doing good job at, as Oscars critics necessarily with this movie. No, we're doing a asks, terrible like, job. It asks bigger questions. Like does, fun at the theater should matter in the viewing experience. Shouldn't I'm going to remember my House of Gucci experience way more than I'm going to remember like I, I I don't know what else have we covered that's not Belfast that I can talk about you know <laughs> like i can't even remember some of the movies that we already talked about for Oscar well spencer Files, for instance spencer yeah, was a, a bona fide sure. contender at the time sure yeah I, i'm not gonna i'll remember the spencer experience because that theater was ridiculous that i was in but oh that's like, right I'm, i'll remember my viewing experience with house of gucci way more i'm glad i'm glad we did something? it together because yeah i was tired after a long day and i was gonna double feature something Mm-hmm. And we, I was going to double feature Go, Ghostbusters, but I didn't want to travel all the way to my AMC, and I just went closer to home with you, and it worked out. So I mean, it, it did really work out. So that maybe if everybody's just like, "Fuck it, we're going to go to see House of Gucci," and maybe if they're like, "Fuck it, we'll just nominate House of Gucci," then this will be an Oscars profile that that has likes. <laughs> I'm giving this a B. This is a, this is a smack dab B. Just, this is was this was my favorite moving experience of the year, but it's a ridiculous movie. It can't be. You can't talk about it seriously as an Oscar contender. Except I hope it wins every Oscar. I cannot, in good faith, give this a B. I will give it a B minus. <laughs> I will give it a B minus, and I it's a it's the best B minus I've give, ever given. The most my favorite B minus. <laughs> I think that's proper. Uh, like Mike said earlier, what matters most, especially with this movie, is what did you think, dear listener? Did you see this? We need to know your thoughts. We need to know how to calibrate this because I think we're just too punch drunk to look at it objectively right now. It's something we'll talk about more as the year goes on. But my God, what a movie. What a night. <laughs> Let us know. You can leave us all those, as well as any other thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns you have about anything we do here in the MMO Empire. You can leave us those on our social medias. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram, at MM and Oscar on Twitter, Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com, and on Reddit. We are available wherever you hear podcasts. If you're listening to us on the Apple Podcast app, if you would leave us a five-star review, if you appreciate what we do here, if you laughed along with us today especially, uh, that would truly make our whole day. We would really appreciate that. Michael. Uh, what are some words of wisdom, if any, could be had, and what's coming next from us? Uh, it is wise to send me this playlist uh, for the soundtrack because <laughs> I want it. How about that? And to order a chicken parmesan grind. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna eat some more Italian after this. That's that's where I'm at, uh, and I don't dare say anything else that uh, passes for wisdom. <laughs> what's coming next from us? Somehow, we're gonna review the power of the dog after this. <laughs> And and we're gonna feign credibility this entire. It is just the, after the dereliction of duty this episode was. Uh, I have no I have no idea how that's gonna go because it's a very serious movie about a very serious subject and it's very well done in my opinion. I already reviewed it with Andrew uh, at our New York Film Festival episode there where you were um, you know on vacation. So if you want to hear a brief teaser to the to this next one, then go listen to that. Uh, but uh, certainly uh, be ready. I, we're, we're hoping to record it with, you know, I guess we could put, put, you know, let the cat out of the bag here, which is a terrible saying, by the way. <laughs> Ew, who puts a cat in a bag? <laughs> Maurizio awful. Gucci. Maurizio Gucci does. <laughs> um, Andrew, and we, 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 we have a scheduled recording with him, so hopefully he's able to join us for the power of the dog that we're going to see this weekend. Otherwise, happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, treat your family with the exact amount of respect that these characters treated their own, <laughs> is what I would say. Dude, uh, <laughs> guys, when reality sucks, you can step into a completely different version of reality with us in these movies. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round without the stuffiness. There was no stuffiness, but enjoy the stuffing on your Thanksgiving <laughs> play. You go. We'll see you soon. I'll see ya. <laughs>